All right, welcome to episode 45 of the YYC Real Estate Show. We've got myself, Sebastian Shiraz, and our guest, Chris Gibbs. Hi, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, very excited to get to know more about Chris. Chris uh, is from Gibbs Media. He helps the real estate world filming uh, real estate content for agents. And also, I'm going to be really excited to know what he does on the side as well, which is Footprints in Nature. So wildlife and nature photography as well. So we'll be... Uh, Getting some cool stories, I hope, from Chris about that. You bet, sure. But uh, of course, let's start with your weekly real estate update. Now, this is February 1, so we can also talk about what January looked like. But for the last seven days, there's been 553 sales. Just double check those numbers for you guys. I know everyone likes to double check my numbers. 523, good thing I checked. 523 sales in the last seven days. Currently, there is 1,663 active listings, so 1,663 active listings. Very low. Do you know what a balanced market, Chris, would be in Calgary? How many active listings considered no, a balanced market? No, it's balanced market. It's between 3,500 and 4,000 listings. Oh, okay, good to know. So when we're at 1,663, yeah. that means we're still in a seller's market. Okay, right? Not enough. enough supply. Demand's always there. So we're still in the seller's market. Actually, in fact, uh, one of the properties we were talking about, Sebastian, a few weeks ago, it was great reno and flip project. Uh, it was Bears Paw Road was the address in Brentwood. Mm. Uh, 51 offers on that place. Wow. And it sold for like 130,000 more than asking price. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, six, I think, 699 and it sold for like 840 or 830. You're kidding. So it's yeah. still happening, I guess, eh? Yeah, it depends on the pro property, where it is, the lot. This was like a developer reno and flip any contract contracting company it was their dream for I sure mean, it was a huge bungalow yeah oh, by level yeah yeah so uh top two sales 2.941 zero days on market wow so sold within hours and uh yeah nine thousand less than asking price in bel-air nice one and then second is in aspen woods wow uh, again one day on market sold for two thousand more than the asking price so crazy, right? I mean, it's not a new build, 2018, and still sold for 2,000 more. Mm. Let's have a look at this one real quick. Kind of like Las Vegas style on the outside, right? Mm -hmm. Very cool. Well, I like those lights too. I mean, that's sold in an instant. Of course, yeah. That, that means if it's sold in one day, that means that uh, they had no conditions. Unconditioned, yeah. Same with the other one. The very first yeah. sale was uh, zero they, days on market. They skipped hours. the inspection. Yeah. They skipped the financing. and just went straight to the straight. Yeah, and then we like to see the two lowest sales in the week. So one hundred and sixty-one thousand and one hundred and sixty-five thousand. We've been seeing some one hundred and forty and one hundred and fifty. Mm. So now they're creeping up, and of course, the condo and townhouse market has been really crazy the last six months. It's becoming the most affordable sure. sector, of course. People coming in here, Ontario, BC. And uh, they find out they can get something for a, a quarter or a third of what uh, apartment costs in their town or province, right? So Bankview, two beds for 161. Well, look at that. Listed at 119,000 and sold for 161. How, what are the condo fees on something like that? Only 178 a month. Wow. But you don't get anything included with that. It's just for uh, uh, sewer, so your water. Snow removal and trash. So every single utility is going to be on top of that. Which is rare, but kind of cool. And uh, Sonalta, one bed, one bath, sold for exactly what they were asking. 288 a month. 
for everything except electricity, which is very, very common. Normally yeah. with condo fees, you get everything included except electricity. There's a few buildings that also include electricity. Sure. So that's cool. And um, another cool thing is as we battle the housing, I don't want to call it a crisis, but the housing demand yeah. and how far behind we are on the amount of homes we're building per year based on what we need and the daily migration here and the increase in population here. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of rezoning talk. And so it's been announced and released here. Anyone can just go on the city of Calgary's website and have a look at all these areas in town that are now rezoned. So you'll see orange is already RCG, and but this is what's cool. The H go that we talked about in another episode. Um, so H go district, that's where you, you'll see already approval. So you'll see it on the edges of some main streets where they're gonna allow for a lot of multifamily, multi-unit on a lot where usually they would allow an infill too. Yeah. So now they're allowing four on there, oh, sometimes see. five, right? And a lot of times what's cool is on these these lots here, They, if there's a corner lot sometimes, they'll even allow those legal suites so you can put a fourplex. So it's eight units because each of them will have suites. a legal suite. Can you zoom out of the map just so we can see how much of it is being zoned for? Wow. So yellow is what's, you know, this is all just going to be homes, right? It's it's all this orange that's up for redesignation. Wow. And the dark orange that's already classified for high density. That's unbelievable. Right. Wow. So a lot of changes happening. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you're sitting on a lot, please reach out to us. We'll, we'll buy it. You know, lots <laughs> are in demand right now. So... So that's a quick, quick update. Another thing quickly before we uh, talk to Chris, all about what Chris does. I'm really excited to learn about that. But let me just, where's home here? Uh, what are you looking for? Um, just Kreb. Right there. there we go. So Kreb now. Just because it's Feb 1, um, I, I released on my social media a 29 page link um, to the monthly report released by Kreb. So this is the report that I uh, shared, but we'll just we'll just go over it briefly. So the benchmark price is five hundred and seventy-two thousand three hundred now, and um, in all of January there was sixteen fifty sales, twenty-one hundred new listings, twenty-one thirty-seven, and uh, inventory is down to twenty-one fifty. Months of supply one point three. Chris, do you know what months of supply mean? Oh, you can fill me in. Yeah, so oftentimes people ask me as well. Even me, I wanted to find out. So I, I never really cared about that number. What we want to care about is how many days on market, which is 34 average, how many listings there are. But what does months of supply mean? 1.3. It means if everything stopped today, no more new listings and everything that's on the market now, okay. it would take 1.3 months for all that to be sold I taken. Okay. So that's how much supply we have. Wow. So in a balanced market, you'll probably see like three, 2.8, okay. right? When you have 3,500 to 4,000 listings versus, versus sure. this. Yeah. So, so what Krebs saying is January sales rose to 1650 units, as we just talked about. So the rise in these new listings relative to the sales did little to change the low inventory situation, which is what we were talking about. Still, you know, 1663 listings, very low. Um, so with 21 units in inventory, again, that was when they released. So now they're 1663, right? So the record low in 2006 was uh, 
near the, what is the record low? Doesn't say. So you have a look at this one. I put it on my social media, but you can go to kreb.com and find this link for the public to view. And it's really in depth. It goes about detached, semi-detached, row apartments, and it even goes into surrounding areas on what's been happening. And just click here and you can see the full 29 page report, which I have, uh, I always share all the time. So now let's uh, get to know the man of the hour. <laughs> so Chris Gibbs of Gibbs Media. So really cool, really high-end videos. That's how I got to know Chris and reached out to Chris. Um, a lot of real estate agents are, are using him for their content, for their properties, even just for themselves. I see you post a lot for realtors just talking about yeah, general, informational yeah. videos and reels. Yeah, you bet. So uh, introduce yourself one more time and uh, then we'll start with some questions we have for sure. you. Sure. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so my, my name is Chris Gibbs. Uh, I'm co-owner. My wife and I uh, own Gibbs Media. She handles all the business side of things and I handle all the creative side of things. We're very tiny. I you know, do the shooting, the editing, um, you know, every single thing to do with uh, creating a video is usually just me. Well, it is just me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we've been doing that for actually about five years today. Actually, five years ago today, I left the corporate world of, of 27 years. So Congratulations, five-year milestone. Yeah, today uh, on your special podcast. Yeah. Right? What was the what was the corporate world you were in? I was in the broadcast uh, media industry, oh, okay. so I was on the technical side. So I was um, on the operations side, running TV stations. Easy so transition. At, uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, CFCN, uh, CDTV. Uh, we launched MTV Canada uh, wow. way back way back in the day. Yeah. Um, and for the last, I guess, ten years of of my broadcast career, I was uh, um, operating. Uh, Shaw pay-per-view yeah. so running UFC WWE wow. bringing all the technical signals in and, and transmitting Sweet. them all across Canada and and yeah no I decided uh, you know I always had a love for photography I mm -hmm. did web designing back in the day and you know I was in a leadership role for the last kind of 20 years and I decided I just want to get back to hands-on um, you know, work for, for myself and, you know, instead of working for one company, now I work for lots of people on a day-to-day -day right. basis, right? But it's, it's different, right? So, so yes, yeah, so I know we stepped away, we started Gibbs Media and it was originally Gibbs Photography and after the first year, 95% of what I did was video. Mm. So we changed the name to media and um, the rest was history. So, so yeah, so for the last five years, we do a lot of real estate video tours. Um, agents on camera, off camera, uh, reels. I do sports action photography as well. Uh, all the uh, video editing. I do the odd real estate photography, but I don't do measurements. So I stick to the creative side. And, um, and, and really my passion is the video side mm -hmm. for sure. Um, and I'm also a voiceover artist as well. So we do that too. And my wife is actually a voiceover artist as well. Jennifer. Okay. So, yeah, so Anything we, we would uh, know? No, uh, well, she actually has has pretty big. Uh, during the Olympics, she was the voice of uh, for Sobies there in CBC oh, for, yeah, for nice. a little bit. So, nice. so if I had the spot for you, you'd recognize it if you watched the Olympics. Uh, yeah. You know, for the last two Olympics, actually, she was the voice there. So, so it's pretty good. So. Just checking out his website here. So, if you want to go to GibbsMedia.ca. These are some of his cool videos. Oh, I guess now that you say that, I also do, um, I'm a drone, uh, advanced drone pilot as well. So drone photography, videography on that side too. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of the Gibbs media side of things nice. for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. I actually got my basic uh, drone pilot's license as well, but I uh, never ended up buying a drone. So oh, really? I never yeah. used it. <laughs> but, well, uh, I decided to get the advanced license just because, you know, the communities, especially Calgary, it's really difficult to fly 
you, you know, a mini drone is okay. It's mm -hmm. usually pretty, you usually pretty get around that, but with a, a, a drone higher than, you know, 249 grams, it's really tough with the basic license because for example, Seton, the South Health campus, yep. there's a heliport right on the, on the hotel, on the hospital there, right? So yeah. pretty much if you had a basic license and a drone bigger than 249, you can't really fly in Seton. So with the advanced license, you have more flexibility for the bigger, higher quality video. Yeah, flying in the airport zones and yeah, yeah. So I still, I still try to, I shy away a little bit from downtown Calgary. Downtown Calgary has some other rules that uh, um, are really uh, interesting, but uh, but yeah, no, a lot of the community stuff, and it's good because the drone video really uh, shows a good integration into the video tours themselves. Yeah, can kind of give an idea of where the location is. You lift up there. You can pan around the city, show that there's the the foot, the hospital, and there's this and that, and kind of get an idea of where the home is located. I, I love those things, like when you include the photos for like the listings where it shows like amenities nearby, and you literally fly above the house. It's like it's right here. Yeah, you here's a park. Yes, here's yeah. the like grocery store, right? So yeah. for sure, I really like those. Yeah. And we do a lot of top down video and stuff like that too. But you're right. I mean, the ones that you pan, you can I put arrows in there so you can see what mm. is nearby. Those tend to be, they really show you where the location is yeah. for sure. So. Amazing. So, yeah. so, so that's the video side. Yeah. So the, what, uh, what I have pulled up behind you is also what Chris does, which is called, uh, <laughs> footprints in nature.ca. So talk to us about when you got into this and, uh, your passion for sure. nature photography, like, like what we're seeing here. No, absolutely. So where yeah. was this? Uh, that's actually, um, just, uh, that's Mount Rundle in Banff there. Behind. Nice. So, yeah. And then, yeah, so we're, we have, I've been doing photography for about 10 years, I guess, more seriously. Um, my kids are, are, are grown adults now, but, mm -hmm. you know, growing up, I took photos of them. Um, you know, they're both black belts in Taekwondo when they played hockey and yeah. both girls. And, and uh, so we did a lot of that growing up. And then I got into the nature side of thing. I love landscape photography and, and met a, gen met a gentleman um, I followed for a number of years, uh, Joe Desjardins. He's a um, wildlife photographer. He's been for over 30 years, and we became really good friends. And And I got a lot into uh, wildlife side of things there. And him and I actually now uh, also host a podcast and a YouTube channel. And, and what's your podcast? The podcast is uh, The Nature Photo Guys. <laughs> the so, Nature Photo I like that. Yeah, yeah, well, Joe came up with it. We were joking around about, yeah. actually, yeah, we are the guys. and The Nature Photo Guys. So, yeah, so we actually run workshops and teach photo, teach video, um, get out there. And, uh, and yeah, so for example, um, you know, I'll spend a week in the Rocky mountains photographing grizzlies in the spring and the elk in the, in the fall. And, and, um, and then actually have the, uh, uh honor of going to Churchill this year. So I get to photograph wow. the polar bears. So I'm looking forward to that too. Ooh, so. The biggest bears around. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, this is it. The, the nature photo guys, there's Chris on the right. Yeah. There you go. Nice. Yeah. So we do a lot of talking about camera gear and, and, and it's all about teaching, right? We want to, you know, we want people to understand, you know, getting out in the, in nature, taking photos, what they need. Um, you know, we, we talk to people who are beginners all the way up to advanced and we, we interview photographers, uh, all around North America right now. We just did an interview last night from a, a gentleman in Pennsylvania, oh, wow. uh, high end, uh, he's done national geographic, uh, video work as well and stuff. Nice. And, but yes, for me, uh, you know, it's, I've definitely started migrating to the video side of the nature side as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just a natural fit. I mean, I've been involved in video for 30 years, right? So, and, and do all the editing. So it's, it's a natural fit for me to move over to that. And 
there's times that when you're photographing animals, it's pretty busy out there at times. You'd be surprised at how many people are actually out in the Rockies photographing during the elk rut or grizzly mm -hmm. season. And I found we're all photographing the same animal and we're all trying to sell our artwork and prints. Mm -hmm. So I thought I'd started doing a video and capturing the behavior of the animals. And that's what I've started doing. And there was a recent video I just released last week, I guess, that's of, of a hawk owl. And I've actually used my voiceover work to add it to that kind of make it I, I saw that post you on, that? Your, on your Instagram you did sure. a small clip of it I know? did yeah so it's kind of like a 30 second clip with my voiceover attached to it and I thought you know what a lot of people are just posting little video clips of, of mm -hmm. wildlife why not I add to that give them a bit of a learning about the animal and you know researching it I actually learned about the animal as well mm -hmm. and, and it was interesting so having that that um to add to that and then down the road hopefully creating more like more documentary type work yeah. getting into that so yeah. is there is there rules for like uh for wild type photography about how close you can get to the animals or like absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. so every park kind of has different rules mm -hmm. um for example um, don't quote me on this because i gotta remember off the top of my head but i mean for example uh the big elk and, and all that i think it's 30 meters you got to be away from uh grizzlies it's 100 meters outside your vehicle wow. um, it all just depends on where you're located you can get closer if you're in your vehicle but you know, like we always say, well, you know, you can say that, but we've seen people do that and yeah. you should see the holes in the side of their vehicle um, oh, where wow. the elk rams it and puts holes in there. Right. So Crazy. with their antlers. So yeah, it's, it's about the ethical photography of, mm. of wildlife as well. And, you know, get your shots, get out of there, mm. leave the animal alone. Don't get to, you know, don't uh, disturb the animal. Yeah. Is it tough to find the animals? Like, like. Uh, it, depend out there? Yeah. it depends on the, you go out there at the time of year. I mean, the best time to shoot wildlife is first three hours of sunlight and the last three hours of sunlight. Um, so really wherever you're out there, if you're say if you're there from like 11 to four in the afternoon, you probably rarely see wildlife. It's really in the early mornings in the, in the mm -hmm. afternoon, uh, like at, uh, dusk, dusk to dawn, basically that kind of stuff. But, um, but yeah, no, it's depending on the time of year is, is where you go looking for certain types of wildlife and uh, it's more prominent in those times of years for sure. Oh, so, okay. yeah. Like for example, you know, grizzlies, the spring, uh, black bears, all that's usually the grizzlies at the spring as it gets closer to the summer and they start moving up the mountain and not as prominent. Do you follow them for a while after you find them? Like make sure you're getting the right shots and everything? Do you like just kind of keep... Yeah, it depends. I mean, it, it's hard because, you know, if you're by yourself, it's okay. You keep you know, keep an eye on them. You know, I can tell you the majority of all my uh, video and photo footage of grizzlies are from a vehicle. Oh, okay. uh, I'm not getting out and yeah. walking down a trail. Yeah, I got the yeah. Scooby snack. Just <laughs> no, 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 no. No, yeah, you don't want to do that. I was going to no, ask no you uh, about the, the polar bear one you're planning to do. So wh where do you guys um, sit, stay in? Is it kind of those ice fishing tents or like no no not the polar bears um actually i've never done that i've never been to churchill so this will be a new experience for myself as well but um you know for the grizzly side of things we're pretty much you know camping we're in our mm -hmm. vehicles or like i have a my truck and i have a bed in the back and i'll mm -hmm. go out there and camp for 10 days in the back of my truck and get up there first there's times i'm not at the campsite in light at all we're gone before it, light happens and we're back after it gets dark, no, great, so, yeah. yeah. So it's it's a lot of uh, driving around um, in the in the fall. You know, you're hiking in, looking for elk and and different types of animals. You mm -hmm. come across fox and 
I mean, I mean, I, I haven't come across a Lynx yet. I've been so close to a mm -hmm. Lynx and that's kind of my, on my bucket list. Uh, you know, I drove somewhere and then pulled over and then a guy pulled behind me and he said, you just, a Lynx just ran behind your vehicle. Oh, uh, like, are you serious? Here. But Bobcats. Bobcats. Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah for Lynx. sure. Yeah. Lynx are so, different for sure. Yeah, but Everyone thinks they're the same though, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. They're, they're definitely similar for sure. So let's have a. Lynx Air? No. Yeah, no, it's not Lynx Air. Yeah, let's just, I just want to see the is. Okay, go. I was worried you're going to find a like Lynx will have a solid jet black tail, whereas a bobcat has a black and white tail. There you go. But yeah, no, it's fun. It's, it's, yeah. it's getting out there, just getting out in nature. I mean, it's different. You know, you, you leave there, you leave, you know, this world and then you get out in nature and it's just for your mental health. It's just so positive and you're just out in the woods and just on your oh, yeah. own just photographing and, and uh, you know, capturing the behavior of these animals and being able to share it with the world and share it with people that may not be able to get to those locations ever. It's pretty cool. How do you guys, do you guys ever like collide with hunters at all? Being like, you know, it's like animal season. Uh, like, no, oh, no, like, let me take this picture first. No, <laughs> hold on one second. Yeah, don't shoot, don't shoot the moose. I need a photograph. No, we're like, we're a lot of times we're in national parks and it's, oh, okay. it's illegal to, yeah. to hunt in national parks. So it's so a lot, you know, Banff and Jasper and Waterton and the Kootenays and, you know, yeah. a lot of that kind of stuff. So it's, uh, um, again, and ask us as well. You're out there a bunch too. But Are you guys yeah. required to wear high vis when you're going out there? Probably not. No, not, you're not guys I guess if you're in hunting out. territory, yeah. it'd be yeah. different. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, no, not where not where we're going. But but yeah, no, it's. I mean, I literally carry a rangefinder, like my my golf rangefinder. Mm -hmm. I carry it with me all the time just to make sure that we're not too close to the wildlife. I mean, I don't want to actually be that close to the wildlife mm -hmm. because when I'm carrying a long lens, it's I'm going to be too close. I want to be back a distance right. so I can get that that photo. Shot. Right. And so, you want the photos of them in their natural form not for sure alert or can see smell you right sure yeah so. yeah for sure and it's not not really you're not really tracking animals you're not going yeah. in and doing that but there's a lot of hiking and hoping to come across them and catching behavior and I, two years ago i caught an elk fight mm, uh, wow. which was pretty cool and that's on my youtube page um which was pretty cool seeing those big guys on the footprints in nature youtube page you'll find it but uh Seeing those big guys collide and trying to stay back far enough that um, you're out of their way because when they're fighting, they're just spinning around and you don't know where they're going to go. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, you know, it could be pretty dangerous. So that's where the long lenses come in handy. You're you're out of the way. You're not near them and still being able to capture some some scenarios. There's, there's the hawk owl. There's the hawk owl with the voiceover for sure. So The northern hawk owl, a native of North America, Europe, and Asia, has a distinctive hawk-like appearance. Wow. Really nice coat, right? And that's pretty cool. You don't really ever see oh, a hawk. Oh, it has a, has a mouse. Yeah, it's got a bowl and, a bowl, and, and it's right. talons there. So. so, yeah, if you go if you uh, go down there, you'll see, you'll come across the uh, the uh, elk fight for sure. That's hmm. another, that's the bugling, but yeah. Right there, bull elk clash. Just right down in the top. Oh, right there. There you go. So that one was... Um, course the famous youtube ads but of course uh, is that one of your favorite moments as a photographer seeing a fight like that yeah. yeah oh for sure yeah see any any interaction or behavior when they're like for example we go out and we're photographing grizzlies and seeing grizzlies all the time but majority of time in the spring all they're doing is eating dandelions mm -hmm. a lot of the time that's all they're yeah. doing and and there's been we had some great interactions last year they actually came like right into the campsite and we're i literally they were like 40 feet from me while i was editing in the back of my truck just walking across a uh, uh, mom and her cubs or whatever and so seeing those things are pretty cool but um, you got to be careful um, 
there was last spring a, a big grizzly and those cubs took down an elk calf right beside a trailer in the campground and wow so it, it's it's when they get that close to humans you just got to be careful kids are, are camping riding their bikes around and all mm -hmm. that so yeah you report that in just to make sure that they're aware of that and right. and hope the uh, everybody's staying safe. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. Any that's all uh, so that's a that's a crazy story. But do you have any personal um, crazy story, memorable story experience about filming in the wildlife? Or like um, well, the elk fight was a pretty big one. I really <laughs> liked that. That was pretty interesting because you could actually see like. What happens is during the elk rut, um, the big bulls don't like each other anymore, right? So in, in the rest of the year, they're all hanging out, but um, you'll see a big bull with like 30 cows and uh, like elk, female elk, and you'll have them there and you'll see another big bull come over and he wants those cows and he'll come and they kind of square off and you see that happening. And the one bull pushes the, the his cows to his side and their cows to their side and they start squaring off and that happens and it, it's pretty yeah. it's pretty interesting you see that sometimes that. in downtown Calgary too yeah <laughs> cowboys if you're there yeah, yeah. 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 for sure <laughs> a good point <laughs> yeah I'm sure you do so oh man Trans yeah. transitioning into that YYC we always ask all our all our guests Chris if there sure. was one thing you could say that you love about YYC, and if there was one thing you could change, what would that be? Uh, well, I, I'm a little biased about YYC. Um, you know, the reason I got into real estate um, photography and videography, I really have a passion on the architectural side. My dad was an architect in the city of Calgary for years and years and years. Um, he had one of the biggest uh, companies in Western Canada for architecture and urban design and interior design and still exists today. What's the name? It was Gibbs Gage Architects. Gibbs Gage And uh, he's retired and so is Doug Gage or whatever, yeah. but um, now they've renamed it GGA Architects. But mm -hmm. there's a lot of buildings in downtown Calgary that I can drive down and go, my dad designed that and that. And wow. seeing it come to fruition, he'd wake up at 3 a.m. in the morning and have have an idea and draw it on the back of a business card nice. and like the, the Sate for example yeah. the curved building of Sate he had, I seen that on a piece of paper wow. and then all of a sudden it becomes that and seeing that growing up to that um, mm -hmm. it's you know I'm proud to say that a lot of those buildings so that's something I wouldn't change because I love seeing that yeah. um, but that's more of a personal side of things for sure um, I'm not really sure if I'd change anything on the. Uh, I don't know if what there would be to change. What would you, what do you guys we, think on that? The side? common answer on on what they would change is like uh, I think public transportation is not as good as some other sure. big cities in Canada, so that's a big one. Fair enough, um, yeah. And of course you can't do much about um, traffic. People are like, well, rush hour in the morning and at 5 p.m. is sure, yeah, kind yeah, of bad, yeah. but it's, you know, what do we do? Well, Stony Trails definitely helped. Like the, the ring road finally, the oh, finally, finally connected. Complete, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, there's places I can get to the you know, the farmer's market in, uh, by Canalipic Park, you can, yeah. I'm way down southeast, I can zip around there pretty quick. And yeah. so, yeah, no, that's nice to, to see that. But no, I, I love the parks, like Fish Creek Park. It's just, you know, from the nature side of things, you can, you don't have to go very far to go and see right. wildlife. You can yeah. literally go into Fish Creek Park or some, or Carbon Park or some of these other parks that we have, mm -hmm. see deer, see great horned owls, mm -hmm. see beavers, see all those types of wildlife. So from a wildlife side of things, um, just being able to escape without driving to the mountains right close by it, it is something pretty cool it's not what i change i, I love that too, yeah but, uh, it is yeah great. i don't know so. that's a big one too like um that we get when we ask what do people love about yyc and sure. they just say proximity to wildlife hikes the mountains yes yeah so absolutely yeah geographically sure. we're, we're blessed yeah. and 
Everyone's coming here. Please come on over. We're set to have a, a record 2024, I imagine. Uh, it's already been a very busy January, so looking forward to seeing what's what's going to happen. And um, yeah, love love the interaction and and uh, you being here. And thank you again for your time. Thank you. Appreciate uh, you having me on. We'd love to come on your podcast if you ever have availability. Let us know. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, if you get a camera and start photographing wildlife and nature, yeah. you're there. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Actually, I was at the I was at the, I remember when I was at the landfill, right? Talk about wildlife in Calgary. Yeah. It's the landfill, and I saw this 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 coyote chasing this young uh, deer. Right? Oh yeah. Around this around this pond. And I was like, wow, Calgary just filled. Oh, with, sure. With, even at the landfill, they're just they're just doing their thing. Yeah. Well, you'd be surprised. I mean, like even behind, I live in the southeast and we hear coyotes howling almost every single night. And, mm -hmm. and you see them running behind us in the park. and <laughs> Running behind you at the park? Yeah. Well, oh, not, not, not towards you. Oh, behind okay. us in the park. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, you got to be careful. There are little dogs that go missing and stuff. Oh, yeah. So it does happen. So um, that's, uh, yeah. been, that's been a big thing. A lot of small dogs, they've been getting really bold. Yeah, the coyotes for a while. They yeah. have for sure. Yeah. yeah, there's some video I've seen that the coyotes coming up the back fences when there's a dog out there, and you can see the eyes glowing, and mm. we definitely see it quite a bit. And, mm -hmm. and uh, but yeah, but we're living in their territory too, right? So you yeah, know, we've got to respect that. So yeah, COVID really changed that a lot. The na nature just started coming in a little more when there yeah. was less and Things less people quiet. out. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you brought up COVID. I mean, like. The Gibbs Media side of our business, when I left, it was five years ago and a year into it, COVID hit. So mm -hmm. for the first, you know, once I got that going 18 months later, it was a little bit of a struggle getting the business yeah. going. But I think it really helped on the video side, mm -hmm. on the real estate videos that uh, it, it helped people looking and, and watching the video tours and watching people actually go through the houses. And, and it, the video side of the, of the real estate tours help a lot because the, where the photos can't do justice, the agent can come on camera, show, you know, this kitchen does this or that or whatever and be able to, bless you. Thank you. And uh, be able to show something that the photos can't come across. So, uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, COVID, uh, with COVID, a lot of people are going out to the parks as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So. There's good and bad with all, all things. There is. Yeah, yeah for sure. Definitely. definitely. So uh, how can people reach you? Uh, they can reach me if they go to gibbsmedia.ca. Uh, that's our website. You can reach us through there or info at gibbsmedia.ca. And uh, yeah, give me a call. I'd love to chat. All the videos we do on the real estate um, side of things are custom to mm -hmm. the agent themselves. Uh, we believe in creating their vision um, and growing their brand. It's no cookie cutter thing. And, and uh, you know, we, we want to make sure we build uh, foundation and build the brand of the agent. And, and don't worry, I mean, if you're afraid to be on camera, it's okay. I mean, I'm there to help coach. Um, you know, if there's no not enough energy on the first take, we'll do it again. We'll do it 30 times if that's, you know, that's fine. I'm totally there. I'm super patient and, and I'm uh, more than willing to stay as long as it takes to make the home and you as an agent look as professional as possible. So. Yeah, so I'll quickly show one before we wrap it up here. And Mary Angela is who I met. We have monthly networking events. And I met Mary Angela there, so saw all her social media, and that's how I got to know Chris. So we'll quickly just show what Chris is talking about. Was that a one-take situation? 
Um, I don't remember <laughs> actually. I mean, we we do uh, we do a lot of other things as well. She yeah. does some bloopers, so we've mm-hmm. she's released a blooper video too. Nice. That's that's I fun. Mean, yeah. I have to tell you that she's she's she should be on Home and Garden Television. She's right? one of the yeah. best. She's yeah. one of the best by far. So I she's know. super super nice and uh, no, she she's awesome. She makes it easy to film for sure because yeah. it's uh, most of the time she gets it, but there are some times that we do it again. Yeah, shout out to Mary Angela. We need Absolutely. to get her on the show for an episode too, but she's busy making videos of Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, like capturing this kind of stuff and what it would be like on the balcony day to day, like the photo's not going to do the same, right? No, for sure. And, and, you know, sometimes, you know, if you're going into a den or if you're going into some places that have like these hidden doors and you hit mm-hmm. this, so you can't really show that through a photo, but being able to demonstrate or pull yeah. out a drawer that's got really nice sliders or something that you want to pinpoint, it's super nice to be on video. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always say that if, some, if an agent's going to be on video as an intro, they should do an extra as well because yeah. the extra is more of a kind of a bookend and that's where you do your call to action mm-hmm. and throw out how they get a hold of you and and uh, but yeah there, there are times that some people do voiceovers throughout or on camera throughout or just intros and extras and that's it yeah. and then we do drone integration all that kind of stuff well maybe I shouldn't say this but sometimes the photos can be incredibly deceiving for listings too making rooms feel huge or really small fair enough yeah yeah, yeah, yeah for so sure definitely uh, a video definitely helps. Mostly for out-of-town buyers. Yeah. I mean, I get a lot of requests. Can I get a video tour, a video tour? And I love it when agents already have it ready. I can just mm-hmm. send it their way so I don't have to go to a listing and, and watch the video. Yeah, sure. Five minutes of me just breathing heavy. Hospitalters, you know, six espressos. <laughs> shaky hands. Well, I mean, she's told me, like, I mean, she gets phone calls just for her video, from mm-hmm. her videos. Mm-hmm. And the cool part about that is that She's on camera. People get to know her already. Right. They, they see her. They see her interactions and they yeah. see her on camera. Big they smile. Of, yeah, they know her already. And yeah. what you get on camera, that's how who she's in real life. Yeah, she I mean, is, yeah. You know? And that's what I pride myself on. The people that go on camera, the agents that go on camera, I really try to bring their themselves out. Um, video can do a great um, service to people. It can also do a great disservice to people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I always try to make sure that they look as professional as possible, right? So, so yeah. Well, Thanks again, and uh, we look forward to doing business together in the real estate world. And uh, look forward to it. definitely keep an eye on footprints in nature and see all the cool shots. I'm be really looking forward to the polar bear shots that you. Might yeah, have. I think we're gonna do a podcast on the way to Churchill cool, as well, yeah. and put oh, that nice. kind of together. So it should be fun. We got lots of plans. So. Amazing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and well, if anybody's interested in my nature workshop as well, you can check it out through our the footprints in nature.ca site as well. So. Yeah, we'll tag everything for everyone as usual. Sounds good. And uh, yeah. hopefully we'll do a follow-up and do another episode with you and see how that went. Sure, sounds great, guys. Thank you for coming on. Thank you both for having me. Appreciate it. And we'll see you all next week.